0: didn't do two in one silence. <laughs> Sorry. I- totally <laughs> threw me off. Okay. I love you like la, 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 <gasps> la.
1: And we're back. We're back. For another episode of Couple, Couple Skate! Skate. Starring.
0: Uh, I'm Emma Arnold. And Pidge. It's been a while.
1: <sighs> we always say that. It's one of our catchphrases. Yeah. It's been a while. And, <laughs> and it's been a hard
0: week. It's been a long week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. It's been a long two weeks this time, or three weeks. Oh no, or four. I think it's, a, it's month. a month. Is it a month? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah because a, a lot month. of things have happened uh, that I've definitely that we we haven't had we haven't talked about.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, well, it's been a long month. I don't know how. How's your month been?
1: Hot. Yes. Muggy. Yes. Um, panicky a little bit. Yeah. Um, we somehow ended up adopting a puppy (laughs) which was a total accident Mm -hmm. um we got i guess i'm not sure i haven't decided whether it was some sort of um like trick
0: that the shelter pulled that they're like this dog is four years old this dog's four he's four very (laughs) chill very chill man (laughs) or if it was an
1: accident like they meant four months
0: or is something? it he was just like because he was like super scared at the shelter maybe he seemed older maybe like when you went and looked at him did he seem like a a pup well i so
1: they advertised him as 4 years old so i just assumed so when i went i didn't think about his age other than like oh he's older cuz i never wanted a puppy we've talked about puppies i don't Keep i didn't going. want a puppy I'm Well, yeah, and be careful because he and Bev, who is your puppy, have been wrestling in the grass and chasing each other. And now he's absolutely pure filth. He's damp and wet. So normally he's adorable, Um, but he's just like super gross right now. Yeah. So he's little. He's a little terrier type. He's Um, so muddy. told you, I'm not touching him until I give him a bath later. He's like, Bev has her, his whole head in her whole mouth. And he's like, this is amazing. This is so much fun. Good times for everybody. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we got him home and then we had him for like a week. And I was like, you know, this dog really seems like a puppy in a lot of ways. But they said he was four. And, um sometimes there's a weird adjustment period with dogs from the shelter like they really don't express their entire personality yeah. for a while yeah. it takes them to kind of time to warm up to the pets and the household and everything and then about uh, two weeks in i took him to the groomer and she's like oh you brought a puppy is this his first time getting his hair cut and i was like how old do you think this dog is she's like there's no way this dog is older than a year old She's like, this is a full puppy. It's a puppy. And I was immediately, I was like, this is a puppy.
0: Of course, this is a puppy. He acts like a puppy. Yeah. Um, Well, and we watched him for you for a few days before you went to the groomer. And the first day he was pretty, he was a little intimidated by Bev and kind of in a new place and like kind of stressed out. But then the second and third days, he, he and Bev tore around the yard nonstop all day. Chase, 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 chase. And I was like. I feel like this dog is a puppy. And because when you'd be holding him, he he does that puppy thing where he's just like all, he wants to be in your mouth. Yeah. He wants to live inside your body. And, and he,
1: he would like, just be like, he you. he soft gnaws on your hands, mm-hmm. on your fingers, like he's teething. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, puppy.
0: You got a puppy. Surprise, yeah. puppy. Surprise, puppy.
1: Turns out we do love him. He is, he's been a really nice addition and he's, He's, he's really cute. And because he's tiny, it's pretty easy. He's pretty easy to manage. You know, you can just like pick him up and move him and the damage that he does to things when he chews on them is not much. But now we do have like an entire house full of puppy toys yeah. that are everywhere. It's like having a, you know somebody who crawls and then like, you know, gets a sock out and then plays with a sock and it's like,
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, Bev is really appreciative that you got a puppy. Hey, babe, speaking of puppies, can you call Henry back? He's calling me right now.
1: And uh, Uh,
0: wait, can you show what you're doing? Can you show what
1: you're doing, please? So,
0: speaking of puppies, uh, right now, uh, Alex, while we're making a podcast, he's feeding our squirrel, is what he's doing. Does the squirrel have a name? Her name is Beans. The kids named her, first they named her Bill, then they changed it to Beans um but she bev brought her to us she fell out of a tree and there's a nest in our backyard and she fell out and bev found he saw her back there and was like like what does bev have in her mouth and then he was like started screaming he's like she's got a baby squirrel oh my god uh but she's so sweet and we i haven't been able to get a hold of any of the like wildlife people people are either full or they aren't doing squirrels right now yeah um so we've just been feeding her puppy formula, and um, she's doing great. She seems fine. She's about to open her eyes probably this week. She's so little and so tiny and cute. And the kids have been like, "Oh my God, we have a pet squirrel!" I'm like, "We do not have a pet squirrel. <laughs> we are still trying to. We've been her, so her mom is still right there. We've been trying to get her back to the mom. We've been putting the box underneath, and the mom will come and kind of just a couple times. Like she came down and she was about to take her, and then Bev barked from inside, and she was like, "Ah." Um, so we're still trying to get her back to the mama because I think she had, would have a better chance of surviving. Look at her little tail wagging though. She's the cutest thing. So yeah, we have a squirrel. We're squirrel people now. And I am going, uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm in Eureka next week and I'm doing Savage Henry, uh, the club there. And, uh, I was like, who are we gonna get to watch The Squirrel? And then I was like asking people and I'm like, am I gonna have to bring a squirrel with me on tour? I'm like the squirrel comic. I have to show up at the club like, hi, oh I brought my squirrel. used to be the, the lady, but now, yeah, now- I'm a squirrel lady, so. That's really cute. But she's very sweet.
1: Um, well, this I guess will be the Encounters with Animals edition of Couple Skate, because I'm going to play you some audio if I can remember where audio is on my phone. And this is from a couple of weeks ago when I was, we went up to McCall, which is in the mountains. And it's kind of like a, you know, a little lake town in Idaho. And we went huckleberry picking and, oh my gosh, where is this? I um, okay? how do I play audio I'm trying to remember where I have this um
0: did you camp or you guys were in a cabin no we were in a
1: cabin yeah this should be it okay so I'm gonna play this for you and this happened I so it was like the middle of the night it was three o'clock in the morning we had the windows of the cabin open and this is what Make sure it's turned up this is what we heard
0: <laughs> got yourself a ghoul <laughs> you you got you got a banshee or some kind of so, ghoul is yeah. that a bobcat that's is a that, bobcat. that yeah oh yeah
1: but i of course was like totally dead asleep yeah and then hearing this and it went on for probably three or four minutes and it was so loud and so close to my window and I was like, what in the ever living fuck is that? Yeah. It was like bone chilling. Yeah, yeah. And because I was partially asleep, I was like, I don't know what's happening. And then Dave woke up and we were like laying there. And I was like, what was that? And luckily, my brother in law was in the room above ours and he had the foresight to record it. So that's oh. his recording. And when we woke up the next morning, we're all like, uh, did you hear that?
0: <laughs> so did
1: anybody get possessed or haunted last night? Yeah, we did like a head count. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> and so, a lie.
0: You have to tell me if you're haunted. So then
1: we were able to run like one of those sound identifiers on it and yeah. realized that it was a bobcat. And it's not actually like, it's not an aggressive noise. It's just like a wayfinding, yeah. like I'm here sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that he did see her on the road. Oh, cool. Because um, he was looking out the window and had a little more of a, a view out to the road. And so he did see her. Um, and he knew it was some kind of a cat, but he didn't know what it was. But yeah, it was a bobcat. Yeah. So it was really, really exciting once we Those, realized that. It's
0: funny because, you know, I grew up oh, camp. Oh, motherfuckers are oh. now
1: going to do this for literally, I can't even tell you how long they mow their lawn and do this. Great.
0: Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah he's not a fan of the podcast oh no it's
1: probably because he can hear us cussing oh you know well i guess they're good christian trumpers cuss louder
0: (laughs) (laughs) um it's funny because i grew up you know we grew up camping so much and like you would always hear stuff like that but i you forget that like a lot of people didn't grow up outside they didn't grow up you know camping and stuff and so Uh, like when I've had comedian friends who have come to visit and I've taken them to the hot springs or up to the cabin or camping or stuff and they're like they grew up in like Atlanta or LA and they hear stuff like that and they're just like oh my god oh my god we're gonna die and you're like no it's just a tiny cat (laughs) it's okay it's just like a tiny little fierce cat it are actually it makes them much weirder or like one time we were up at the cabin and there were some friends that were they're very not very outdoorsy and the coyotes started up up in high valley and they were like so freaked out and they're like are we safe are we safe right now or what's gonna happen and I was like oh yeah like this is nothing like they're (laughs) just singing you know it's not like a big deal and like one of them was like I can't I want I'm going inside like this doesn't feel safe to me and was super super freaked out and I was like oh yeah I forget that like if you didn't grow up hearing the coyotes and and even like uh, my friends in LA like they have coyotes on the trails and like one of my friends had posted a video of this coyote watching everybody and was like, I'm keeping tabs on this coyote to see if he's going to attack anybody. And I was like, you're not gonna get attacked well by unfortunately
1: we have seen a lot of people moving to boise who are not as familiar with our wildlife which we have urban wildlife that's just yeah a, the fact of the matter and so many times people are like oh my god there's a coyote oh my god there's a hawk
0: oh my you know and it's yeah. like, and they're like setting out traps or you know poison or and whatever it's just for like coyotes and leave like, it
1: alone it does it's like lived here for generations yeah it's fine so they're don't fine. worry about it but um yeah, that is interesting. I mean I am familiar with a lot of wild sounds and that sound in particular, there are things that I hear that you have like uh, just a visceral response to mm-hmm. that Oh is have, it's like this is from you know, generations ago.
0: You have a prehistoric, prehistoric reaction. Yeah, that's a, that's like, the same if like- I
1: hear if you hear a wolf in the wild, it's you know, I love to hear the wolves in the wild. It's one of my favorite things but it does give you it 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 is it uh it gives you a fear response oh yeah and I, you're supposed to be afraid. You're supposed to be yeah <laughs> not of a coyote but yeah you know maybe but, if like, you're a
0: small dog one of the scariest sounds to me which is very deeply ingrained in my childhood is the sound of a bear outside your yeah. scent shaking doing that like flap 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 thing that they do and um or the the snuffle, the snuffle. yeah the snuffle yeah. and even though like primarily growing up it was always black bears and i'm not scared of black bears and if you see one you have to you can be like hey and they're like oh my god, oh my god. you know like black bears are the goofiest most scared ridiculous like we would be berry picking and they'd be like really close to you and you'd just be like hey there and they would be like oh and run away and and they're so funny but like and grizzlies are a whole different oh yeah bees. i'm terrified of griv- grizzlies yeah, as you should but but like you're not bumping into grizzlies in idaho for the most part but yeah, it's funny because even the last time we were camping, um, Chip did in the middle of the night did one of those shakes and I woke up full sweat, r- you know, full fight or, f- fight or flight, like ready to run before I was kind of like, that's your fat dog <laughs> is what that is. That's your elderly dog doing a bear sound. So I totally get it when you wake up. And that's why I love the show Alone is because they take all these like guys who are from, you know, Michigan who are uh the kind of people who put out feed to hunt you know they like mm-hmm. ba- they like deer bear baiting tri- bear baiting and deer yeah. baiting and and they think that they're hunters and they go out there for the first time without a gun and they hear like one noise in the middle of the night and they're like i'm going home like one one like and they're like well, i'm out there's ghosts i'm out of here it's so funny to me i just really uh get a kick out of people being terrified of that stuff so yeah. yeah, my
1: brother lives in Alaska and he, he does hunt bear and he has told some harrowing, harrowing stories about um, being hunted by the bears. Oh, yeah. Like they are they know you're there and those are grizzlies and they they're got treated one time by a grizzly. Oh, oh, my God. And, you know, their packs are full of, you know, whatever else they've been hunting and then it's like, oh, yeah, we've got a grizzly hunting We're us We're delicious. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, actually, my, uh, my brother-in-law, Alex... Here in, they were up by Idaho City, and he was turkey hunting, and he was doing the turkey call. He has a turkey call, and then he realized that if you use the turkey call, the bears hear the turkey, and so the bear thought he was a turkey. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, that was a big one. This is a wow. He's like, I wasn't calling in turkeys, okay. and I, I say was this with love, but he's a pretty tall turkey looking guy <laughs> I
1: was like that's not wrong though yeah actually he's he It does look like a turkey uh my uh niece when she was like two or three she always called him Owlix. Mm-hmm.
0: that's very accurate he's <laughs> and I was owl, like an owl more not than a turkey wrong
1: yeah he does have big owl eyes he does he's owlex he's Owlix.
0: <laughs> she's super accurate man kids are so good at roasting you like that just finding like the thing we are like mm, I do look like an owl yeah yeah when we lived in Alaska um I used to hike with the kids I mean they were baby babies and I would have Henry in the fronty pack and Calvin in the backpack and I would hike and one time I was hiking we were pretty far up this trail going to this waterfall and this ton- all of a sudden like tons of people were c- coming down towards me and I was kind of like Oh, these people are in a hurry and as they got to me they're like, "Bear, bear, bear." <laughs> and every we all like turned around and we were all like walking very fast and you could hear it right behind us like crashing through and the, the she had cubs with her, so it was extra scary because it was a grizzly mama with some cubs. And we were just running and walking and I was like, "Oh, look at me with delicious morsels on my front <laughs> and back, you know, just basically." <laughs> they don't even have any bones. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> "Oh god." But we ran into bears a few times when we were up there and uh yeah, I was always really scared of the grizzlies up there. I'm not, I'm not gonna act like I'm too tough to not be terrified of a giant grizzly. Yeah, they'll take you down. Yeah, they'll yeah. kill you. They'll eat you. They'll eat, eat you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, how am I gonna play dead with a two month old and a, a one year old? <laughs> play dead. Play you guys dead. shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's been an animal summer, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's good. We're back to school. Thank yes. the Lord. Yes. Jesus.
0: Yeah, <laughs> two of the kids are back. Calvin starts college on Monday, <gasps> and uh, in true Arnold style, like four days ago, he's like, "I think I want to live in the dorms." I'm like, what? "Uh," because we talked about it at length, and he was right. like, "I'm not ready. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to make that step." And we were like, "Totally fine. You can live with us as long as you need to." And um, but then when he got his schedule and realized that he's gonna be, he doesn't drive, and so he was gonna be riding his bike uh or taking the bus but he's like there from like nine at night and he yeah. works down there too so he's there till like n- from like nine to ten and he was realizing like how exhausting that was gonna be and he was like man I should just live in the dorms and I was like yeah that would have been a really good option And he was like well, why don't you see if there is any and I was like it's we're, I mean it's happening kids <laughs> are moving in so he's now on the waiting list to get into the dorms, which I am not emotionally prepared. Like I have been emotionally prepared for him to go to college and live with us. And now all of a sudden the dorms are being sprung on us. And I'm like, wait, he is still in town, though. I
1: know. But it is hard at Boi- at Boise thing. State because it's a I mean, it's was designed as a commuter college. So a lot of people go who are non-traditional students, which means they have jobs and they have families and everything mm-hmm. and. That was really something that was hard about going there because you'd have to take a class and then all of a sudden class starts 7.30 at night and goes till 10.30. Yeah, And then you have another class that's, you know, at nine in the morning or eight in the morning. So it is really pretty hard to navigate that schedule Yeah, and be, I was always coming from either Nampa or Meridian, which is where I lived. So I always had to drive long distance. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I think that's probably a pretty good idea, especially once yeah. you're first getting your feet wet and...
0: Yeah, and since he's not driving. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he had been really, really nervous about it. But when we did orientation, they have the kids stay the night in the dorms, which he did, and he loved it. And yeah. he was like, this is so fun. This is so cool. And it totally changed his whole perception of what it was and how scary it was. And so I think that really helped. And then he felt, like, comfortable. And he met a whole bunch of kids and yeah. who were going to be living in the dorms and, like, kids in his actual co- – you know, he's in the College of Engineering. So he was just, like, so excited So now he really wants to live in the dorms. But so we had to like go down and be like, hi, (laughs) I know school starts in like four days, but we would like to get on the waiting list. So we'll see. Maybe he'll get in. But uh, or maybe he'll get in um, mid-year or a semester. Yeah. 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 And so but he's really excited. And the other two back at school, we went to Henry's first football game last night, which was fun. Uh, They lost 21 to zero. (laughs) He was a little bummed. Um, but it was one of those times so like uh, the dads at football and of course there's a couple moms doing the same things. but it was primarily dads these you're just sitting in the sands and these guys are just screaming the most nonsensical stuff at the coaches and at the kids and like just like like yelling notes and I'm like nobody the coaches can't hear you the kids can't hear you you're just screaming into the void. into the void and so angry so like like a kid missed a pass and the, like these dads are all screaming god damn it what get your shit together out there like just totally losing their mind that i was like we should euthanize these guys <laughs> honest to god i feel like i feel like yeah we should pick like five categories of men that cannot be cured of of whatever that is <laughs> and football like shitty football dads top of the list like those are the worst human beings like this one guy was just screaming obscenities as it at his kid who had just come off the field and had fucked up something I don't know football I have no idea what's going on and I don't ever want to know yeah, who cares um but his kid came off and his kid's turning around like trying to hear him and he's like yelling a bunch of like you should have blah 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 you should have blah 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 and the kids kind of like like you can tell he has to be respectful and nod so he's like okay thanks dad and I'm like he can't hear you first of all and also like what what are you doing you're just screaming at your poor kid who just you know, when you're that age and you like fumble something like that, it's like the biggest deal. And I'm like, you're just like increasing this poor child's humiliation. So yeah. yeah Hen- Henry go, played, Dad. Henry played for like five minutes. And a little later I was like, he was kind of bummed that they lost and bummed that he didn't play more. Cause he's been really practicing hard and working hard and getting up, going to two practices a day and like really busting his ass. And so he was bummed. And I was like, well, you looked great out there. It looked like you did a really good job. And he was like, Oh, did it? Did it look like I What did I do specifically that looked like great? And I was like, oh, well, you just looked really tall. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 look, look, you look strong. You you look pants strong. Are, I like those pants. And you looked like you were listening really <laughs> attentively to your coach and really supporting your friends and looked like you had fun. So, uh, yeah, basically, that's it. Uh, you're about to drop a squirrel there. What's wrong? You having problems? Okay deep sigh probably more about our content than, <laughs> than any sort of technical issues uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah well I have another um guy that we should euthanize although I'm not sure how many of them there would be but I had the weirdest doctor I don't think he was a doctor he was like a nurse a PA maybe pa- yeah. yeah PA or something experience and so I've been going to, um, this dog, this, you know, I'm doing this like weight loss plan thing and you have to go once a month. And so the, every time I've gone, it's been this woman and she is the doctor. Um, and it's been a f- totally fine experience. Um, but so I went in the other day and I noticed they changed locations. And then I saw like, you know, when I was checking in that it's her, and then there was this guy's name, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm really glad that I don't see a guy because I don't think that <laughs> yeah. I'm comfortable with this. Yeah. So then I'm like sitting there, you know, and all of a sudden the door opens, and this guy comes in, and he's like kind of shuffling, and he's wearing a mask, so everything that he says is kind of muffled, uh, but he doesn't make eye contact with me, but he just like sits down at the computer, and he starts talking, and he goes, so how are you doing and i'll tell you i'm this weight loss journey is so hard and i'm just really (laughs) i'm really sympathetic of it i've been working on my um you know i've been really working on my diet a lot and i um i'm down from like eight root beers a week to only (laughs) i'm i you know i can average about three to four root beers and, you know, the root beer is really, it's really hard to get off of root beer. You know, you go to the, you go to the uh, fast food restaurant, the McDonald's with your grandkids, and you really just want to get a hamburger and you just want root beer. It just it's so refreshing. And, and you know, uh, we're finally finishing up our um, remodel of our basement <laughs> so that, uh, you know, Linda and I, we we're now we have our own kitchen and we're we're out of out of her parents you know out of their their part of the house so we're down in the basement now and we've got the kitchen so it's it's much easier to make to make these dietary choices and and i i've really been trying to get back to exercising i am not even kidding you that is not an exaggeration He prattled on about his weight loss journey to me at no point ever asking me any questions about what was going on with me. Like I was in, it was like I was the nurse and he was the patient. Are
0: you sure this
1: wasn't a bumble date? (laughs) I was like, what the i I was so flabbergasted that i just kind of sat there and nodded and i like kind of just let him go on and on and he was talking like the weirdest gibberish in like slow motion (laughs) and i had never met him before but he was telling me about things as though i had prior knowledge of them like about his wife and grandkids and his living situation and so clearly he was older but then he was ta- cuz he was talking about his grandkids but then he's talking that he's living with his you know in-laws and that he has a root beer problem. I mean, <laughs> it was so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like stood up and shuffled out and he was like he was walking really slow. And so I like kind of thought <laughs> like what? Did I just get pranked? Is this I a really prank did show? think I was like, something <laughs> happened. And I just didn't even know. And so, like, I made another appointment. But then I thought about it later. I was like, oh, I think this was full on a nurse Jackie. Like, dude was on pills. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was
0: yeah. on pills. Beer. He's trying to get off of the root beer. Which I think is, he I guess probably works
1: at a, at a, you know, at, a, at this doctor's office where, you know, the medication, it is a... um it is a controlled substance so mm-hmm. he has access to it and i just thought uh, oh he's like self-medicating yeah. and he's taken this job at this weight loss clinic but man wow it was bizarre wow and uh so i called back before my next appointment and i said uh I have a strong preference to never have an appointment with this guy again. Good <laughs> like, for you. Good. This is something I'm paying for, by yeah. the way. And to have, I was like, I don't even. I, I don't I don't want to even put myself in a position of potentially recreating it or something else. Happen. Like, I don't yeah. want to know anything more about this guy.
0: <laughs> so weird. It was
1: very weird. Yeah. Dr- I think that was drugs. Don't,
0: babe, you can't put that here. It doesn't look cute. I'm just yeah, kidding. I, I told you teasing. bring this like ratty ass squirrel box. You're right. We need to put wrapping paper on it or yeah. something. She needs like a little like get a cute carrier shoe case. box, she it a little has... carrier case or something. Yeah, you don't like my duct You know what? Amazon you should box? get. Hmm.
1: You know those carriers that the pound puppies came in. Oh yeah that's yeah, which, what what you need little, okay. i bet you know where you could get that thrift store oh
0: yeah <laughs> that's actually a great idea because she's so tiny she's a little she's a pound puppy she is she has a little pound puppy yeah. that would be really cute a little collar yeah that's what she needs yeah, yeah. well that's very bizarre um that reminds me of our old dentist who year, was so such an odd dude uh dr guy handsome uh was he a muppet? <laughs> he, yes, of a man. And um, years, and he was so like in your in your appointments. He was like so like, how's it going? How are you? How how's school? Are you are you enjoying it? And he always just seemed high as a kite. And years later, we found out it was because allegedly he was giving you half of the gas and then using the rest himself. Yeah. Uh, and that made a lot of sense. Every interaction you ever had with him, where he was like. God, this fabric is so soft, huh? <laughs> Do you like a soft fabric? I love soft fabric. And you're like, just clean my teeth, man. It's like, what really the hard to get off root beer. I mean, the root beer seemed like the <laughs> weirdest possible thing. My wife, she's she's so mad. She told me she's going to leave me unless I can get down to three a week. You know, like it's a real problem. It's killing my marriage. I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah i'll never think of root beer the same way you oh got you it. should it's be contr- careful just in case he doesn't investigate oh, that and yeah, no
0: sirk might he doesn't eat a squirrel. he yeah he had he's a known chicken killer so oh, yeah oh sirk yeah. um well i've been um all right so uh football dads um root beer addicts <laughs> <laughs> there the youth in this? i've been so i'm am doing, i wrong no 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 no, no. <laughs> Um, I've been doing, it's very similar to, in the, when you're talking about no one, someone not asking you any questions, uh, not on purpose, but I've been doing a high fidelity this last month. Um, didn't mean to, but I'm basic, I've been just basically like meeting up with all my exes and, uh, but unlike high fidelity, it's not to find out what's wrong with me. It's been every time like, Oh yeah, that sucks about you. That's interesting. Uh, Not every, not all of them, but it's weird. I had a project that, um, one of my exes, uh, and this is like, you know, this is after my shitty relationship. I dated like pretty decent people. So these are all those people who are, none of them are bad people. None of them are like awful or anything. They're all pretty nice people, but that we just didn't click. But, um, one of them it's, it's been this weird kind of cathartic thing where like one of them I did a project with and I was like, Oh, this is kind of nice. Like, we, without like a weird sexual element, we actually have a nice friendship here. You know, like whatever was keeping us from really connecting when we were dating is gone because there's not a a chance for that. And instead we can just be like very good friends. And then another, when I I was on the road, uh, one of my exes uh, wanted to be on the show and came down and was on the show. And uh, I was kind of like not looking forward to it. And then it was fine. It was great. He was very friendly. We had a nice time catching up. Later he texted me and was like, your husband is so hot. And so handsome and so cool, and I was like, I know he is, huh? And that was really fun. And then I uh ha- ended up seeing another one of my exes, but uh who I, I had been really anxious about seeing, and like ha- felt like it was going to be like this kind of like dramatic thing. And then we were sitting there talking, and it was like root beer guy, where I was like, This is the most long, this is the longest, most boring conversation I've ever sat through, where you've never, you're not asking me a single question about myself, and. It's been like a weird month of uh, like, wow, he's really just going for it over there, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, they, he has a, some kind of a yard maintenance process that really does go on for three to four hours. Wow. And then the worst part is when um, the leaves start falling and he leaf blows his leaves, which is an incredibly inefficient, does not work as good as, as uh. Raking Yeah But he will just blow And blow And blow And blow Those fucking leaves And it's like dude You could have done that In half an hour But instead you're like Blowing one leaf Blowing one And it's this Yeah mm,
0: mm, mm. On and off On and off It's infuriating. That sounds that's sounds like one of those guys who's like whose wife is like, "Hey, can you help me in the house? Like, could you fix some stuff or like help me clean or whatever?" And he's like, "I got all this yard shit to do." And then he manages to make like 15 minutes of yard work be like an all, like a 6-hour all-day Saturday process where he's just out there like blowing one leaf around endlessly so he doesn't have to clean a toilet, you know? Yeah. All right, number 3. <laughs> Got our third guy on the list. Oh, and I'll give you another <laughs> one. And we
1: have, it's Saturday, so that means the uh, military jets are out. There you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: You're welcome. Just a nice, peaceful Saturday on the patio. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well. So, um,
1: I had an encounter with a person that, uh, is a salesperson for that I've worked with in my job, but not for a really long time. And this person, I have never liked them because they always spell my name wrong. Mm -hmm. Even though my name is written right there and my email signature in big letters says my name, they always misspell it when they respond it? it j-o-s-e-l-y-n that's and i'm just like you know what if it's your job to be a salesperson like fucking pay attention to people and like it's not like we're sending you know once in a while an email if we have a volley of emails it's right there like a hundred times and you're so like oblivious that you don't even notice Mm -hmm. that you're always spelling my name wrong oh and by the way i've pointed it out okay yeah yeah i'm always like oh fyi my name is with a c not an s um so but this guy i hadn't worked with him in a long time because of the pandemic and then uh reached out a couple weeks ago and then i got an email from him um this week and he's like um oh no sorry he called my cell phone number which he must have had from years ago And he's like yeah so um i took the proof to your uh office but you guys aren't in that office anymore somehow and you didn't mention it i'm like first of all why are you dropping by people's offices anymore like things have changed yeah you know yes you haven't worked with me in three years guess what a lot of people aren't in their offices anymore and you're annoyed (laughs) yeah like he was so annoyed that i didn't tell him and i was like well you didn't tell me you were coming you know i'm not i didn't know that anybody was still like doing the drop by yeah after two and a half years three years of covid and the, the the whole world was up you know jumbled up like don't be mad at me that you're just randomly doing the drop by dude what? Nobody's dropping by. <laughs> Nobody's dropping by. Yeah. And then, so then I emailed him back. Cause I'm like, don't call me on my cell phone. Um, and said, yeah, so we moved offices three years ago. Here's the new address. But just FYI, I'm in the office two days a week. So if you'd like to let me know when I can come by and pick it up at your place of business, I'm happy to do that. Just communicate, mm-hmm. you know, like, how is it like that is that his honestly his first experience with after three years people not being
0: in the same place
1: the same time
0: have you have you tried spelling his name wrong every time
1: well so i've thought about it a lot um his name is todd and (laughs) i've i refer to him as Turt. i'll just say that (laughs) okay (laughs) right because you're grown up (laughs) yeah of course so i haven't put that in the email but yes in conversation with people like you for instance yeah. i refer to him as turd
0: yeah <laughs> i think you should just start spelling it different every time like torb <laughs> just like just every time Old. slightly different yeah
1: i i Targ. definitely have thought about that i'm like that's really passive aggressive also he probably wouldn't get it if he can't see like the one line email and then my name yeah and then hits respond and sees my name and my signature if he can't like
0: recreate that yeah you know? i think you should just like for the next years. one is high glob <laughs> the next one is high club you know like it just gets farther and farther from todd until he finally is like what's happening
1: i just feel like if you're
0: if you're in
1: a job where customer service and like he's given up too maybe maybe he is no should. no no because i worked with him before oh okay and okay. he always did that and yeah. it, irritated me really bad i thought it was i thought it was crappy then mm. and then it was like he'll like sometimes get it right and so then you know i sent him an email after three and a half years and i was like oh that's right he never spells my name right mm. yeah yeah and he shows up at my old place of business and acts like
0: furious sir. what's
1: wrong with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow
1: <laughs> yeah dude I don't know if you So turds? Number four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's my other round these guys up. Yeah. Well, salesmen just in general. Sales is the worst. Not a big fan of the sales. No. no. I don't I don't need to be sold. I did sales like
0: one time because I was desperate for a job. I did some I did I mean, I think everybody at some point did the cut co, right? Everybody at some point was a teenager who fell for twenty two dollars an hour. I could do that and then you're sitting through thinking like hang on a minute wait a minute and I think I did cut go for like a week for I was like I can't sell anything I was like do you want some knives no okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know like I'm a I never did person. I mean I did customer service so sales is you know sort of part of that if you work at like Rite Aid or Pizza Hut you know you're gonna upsell somebody on extra cheese but um I did go to a job interview in quotation marks one time where I had responded to an ad in a newspaper and they're like, yeah, come to the interview. It's at such and such a time. And then I walk in and it was like a conference room with a bunch of chairs. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a salesman up at the front. So it was like a job interview in which they were like trying to cattle call all these people to do some kind. I think it was like for one of those, um, I, I mean, it was probably a... Uh, what is that called? A pyramid scheme. It was a pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it was the condos. Oh, okay. Timeshare condos yeah. thing. Yeah. And I sat through like 15 minutes of it and I was like, yeah, not a job interview though. Yeah, so actually
0: gonna- You know what's funny is there's a comedy version of that, that somebody had sent me a Craigslist ad a local craigslist ad that was like we're looking for actors and pays you know it pays like five hundred dollars a day and it was like a whole thing and and then it links you to a website and they were like is this real like what is this and uh it was like we're looking for people to we'll pay people to come to comedy shows and like we're looking for actors and da 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 and like this whole list of things and um i looked it up and found like uh there was like a reddit post about it's these these guys who book these like terrible comedy shows nationally, but they'll come through a town and they advertise like, oh, you're going to get to like, you know, get added to this modeling casting call and blah, 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 blah. And we pay you to be in the audience. And then you're there and they do the show. And then they just like roped 50 people into watching a bad comedy show at that, which they film and put on YouTube and TikTok and stuff. But they just like trick people into coming to these shows. And I was like, that's pretty smart, actually. Maybe I should start like an MLM comedy thing where like, i'm at the top of the pyramid scheme and then you pay i get 50 people under me to get 50 more people to come to shows i,
1: I think it's actually impossible to make a legitimate living and certainly i've been thinking about how can i trick people yes I, yeah. i've i've <laughs> come to, because everybody that i say, even at the very very top of the food chain you realize like oh this is actually all just a scam yeah. this is all just a trick i mean that guy that we work guy he now just gotten another you know billion dollar investment and you're just like so so we all agreed he was a fraud yeah and this was a fraudster deal yeah but okay i mean it'll be the same thing when give him another chance when elizabeth holmes gets out it's like there's something about us that we just really want to um to be sold something even if it's just all smoke and mirrors yeah to just have like somehow some kind of a facade that's really I mean, we've had whole presidencies yeah. based on that kind yeah. of fraud. Oh yeah. So, yeah. What, I, what, what can be our fraud? Here we are trying to come up with legit businesses like
0: sauces. I know. We shouldn't <laughs> be doing that. We should have a business that like, if you give us $200, we tell you the, two of the ingredients to the sauce, but then you have to get 15 people under you <laughs> to give the you $200 of which we get a hundred. And then you can tell them the two ingredients and we tell you four ingredients. <laughs> and uh yeah I think we could I think we could come up with some sort of couplescape pyramid scam. <laughs> maybe for sure
1: yeah it could be something to do with couples I think that's a really like people are real vulnerable when they're in like like kind of early stage coupledom mm-hmm. maybe it could be something to do with that like yeah
0: some kind of relationship you know what we should scam. do you know what we should do which is really profitable be misogynist <laughs> I don't know if you've heard like yeah. Andrew Tate like this shit like you can just go out and be like the problem is women that's why I don't get any pussies because women are terrible and all they want is your money even though you don't have any money they're still gold diggers I think we should start a misogynist MLM um, and and we'll only prey on men okay we won't take any women's money obviously but I actually think we're onto something here we just mm-hmm. need to be misogynist and you can make a ton of money that way. I'm so excited! Do you know who Andrew Tate is? Are you are you aware of this phenomenon? This is great! This is what I asked mm-hmm. for. I went. I left him a note this morning that was like, "I need you around 12 mm-hmm. to just come right to the fence and mm-hmm. uh, do as much yard work as possible." Mm-hmm. What if you turn your sprinklers on so it's just going a little bit over the <laughs> fence and he's getting sprayed?
1: I could do that, but I don't know how to use the sprinklers. Um, but I was gonna say, uh Bodie mows our lawn and trims. Oh, nice! And uh, he takes mm, twenty minutes. yeah. and so their property is not smaller, bigger, smaller. Yeah, not bigger. yeah. um, but yeah, it's four hours give or take. Mm-hmm. So um it's not going to end. Okay. and and it seems okay. really arbitrary. the The woman who lives behind us, she always, always 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 waits for the hottest day of the week if it's one hundred and four and it's six o'clock in the evening.
0: Yes, she fires up the mower. She's like, "Time to go." Yeah, <laughs> I was like you know what?
1: She's. i always people. like, Pete. If if Bodie's gonna mow, I'm like, get up at eight o'clock in the Do morning. It it gets hot. Do it before it gets hot. No. Always saying that, and then inevitably she's like, powering she's, up. That's that a mower. hair shirt
0: situation. She's <laughs> like, she's out there self. doing some self flagellation. And I, and it's really person. like Dave and I
1: laugh about it. We're like, oh yeah, there's Sherry, oh,
0: hundred and six. <laughs> Time to get out there and mow.
1: Yeah. Which I've always heard is really bad for the lawn. Like, if it's really hot, what you want to do is leave your lawn longer.
0: Yeah, leave it alone. And
1: not stress it out by mowing it super short, especially during the heat.
0: Also, don't cut your flowers. Look at this. God, just wrestle, 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 wrestle. She <laughs> I just love how she puts it his whole head in her mouth and it's just like
1: <laughs> And he thinks it's so fun. Yeah. They love He's it. Like,
0: this is perfect this to is have great. somebody eating. I love head. it. I love it. Well we uh we when we were in Oregon my friend came with us who is going through a breakup and um uh if I had any like illusion that I was still like a cool, fun young lady, that is gone. Because uh, you know, she's like in the thick of like the the breakup and like you know dating and like bumble and doing all this stuff and we were like that's eleven thirty <laughs> like she was like really like wanting to go do stuff and have and we had we had a really fun time with her it was so so great but she like had so much more energy to party than we do and it was very funny because one night when we were in Portland she was like um she had a couple bumble dates and she was having so much fun and we were all down in the bar with some comedians and like it was really great and then like around like 12 30 um she and like she and like one of the people were, were kind of like disappeared and I was like well I don't know if they went to the room you know because we were all sharing a room so I was like I don't know if they went to the room so we Alex and I went and when we um played whist on the patio for like an hour for what felt like a reasonable amount of time until we were kind of like well, we're it's like 130 octogenarians yeah like, like to we do. Went, played
1: whist <laughs> yeah
0: so then we were like okay well we're tired so we went and, like knocked politely and then when she wasn't in the room i she had gone to another bar with people it turned out and then so we like got ready for bed and then we were laying in bed in our jams playing whist and she comes in with like she's gorgeous she comes in with two gorgeous people because they're like grabbing some stuff and she's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, playing cards. <laughs> she's like, are you ready for bed? We're like, well, it's like 1 30, so." And I was like, oh, I feel like we're the grandparents in Willy Wonka right now. Like we're Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's grand. You know that. We were just in bed fully like sheets up to our chins. Like, you kids have fun, though. And uh, yeah, I felt like the oldest old lady. But also, I was like, oh, I don't i'm good actually oh no a I, week of shows after a week of shows I'm i can't like, even imagine yeah i don't really want to
1: it was friday night last night and i was in bed by nine thirty reading my book oh nice and dave was on the couch watching the ball game and i was like this is the absolute perfect scenario for
0: me
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah
0: i have fully embraced it it's uh we went uh to the football game last night and then we came back and we were like should we go? Cause it was so nice last night. And I was like, should we go downtown? Should we go out? Should we like, and we were like, or what if we just like, uh, took an edible and, uh, snuggled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had half an edible and we had a little snuggle and
1: we kind of do the, uh, let's go out in the afternoon, mm. you know, like let's go and have a, a a four thirty dinner. A four thirty no, <laughs> like a four thirty beer. Oh yeah. And walk downtown and maybe go to a shop or something and yeah. then and that's that's it. That's all we can muster. I'm actually really worried about the whole wedding thing because I realize like we're doing an event the night before and then the day of, and I'm already a person who's just like maxed out by hanging out with a couple of people yeah. for a couple
0: of hours. COVID I'm, like, has killed my like social It's bar so bad. Yeah, And
1: just stamina. I don't have any stamina. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really overwhelming to me. Yeah. And like I'm taking time off the week before. I'm like, I should probably be taking some time off after. Yeah. You're going to be so tired. We're going to be hosting a bunch of people. I'm going to be seeing people that I haven't seen, you know, that are coming from other places.
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) I'm already tired. It's going to be fun, though.
1: It is going to be fun if we
0: could get a fucking goddamn caterer. I love your list inside. Yeah. I wish I had brought it out. I love your <laughs> list of like um flame throwing. Uh we need a flame a ring, a, a circus no, ring. We, we need s- lights for the flaming hoop. Right, obviously. Uh yeah. we
1: needed uh tape for the golden rings. We need um what else? I made a whole bunch of I love this flowers with doubt that are made out of dowels and that's for the clown cake. Right. So Dave has fabricated this gigantic wooden wedding cake that actually rotates on a cake stand. Wow. Yeah, it's like this tall. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so, um, and we've made that and then there's four cornhole boards there that you should turn around. They are spectacularly yeah, they're decorated. They're amazing. Um, we've been working I a lot it. on on games and oh, I need prizes. Yeah, trying to find good prizes for the raffle. Um, but we've been having a really really hard time finding um, food because I immediately locked in the corn dog truck. Sure, of course. <laughs> that was basically the first move I made. Was Amazing. like if I'm going to have a wedding, I'm going to have a corn dog. Yeah, and so but then I was like, but you can't just have corn dogs because not everybody is a corn dog. Fan, I mean, you'd think most of my friends would be, but there are a handful. Yeah, we've got some vegans. Yeah, so we have to have something else, but I can't. Everybody's booked, so
0: yeah, have to fill up
1: before you come. I, I guess. guess if you're not having a corn dog, uh, <laughs> I think. So have tops? the other problem <laughs> is that a lot of um, food trucks went out of business yeah. over the pandemic, mm-hmm. and it's not the most lucrative or easy business anyway. So I, um, I think there's maybe some, there's not enough for the population that we have.
0: At not least, enough tr- not enough at least you have food. the corn dogs locked in because I'm excited right. about that. Right. This is, I'm very excited for this wedding. I'm super, mm-hmm. super jazz. Uh, you throw in the best parties I've ever been to and this uh, everything I'm seeing on your patio right now has me extremely jazzed for this wedding. Like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I, still I just have to hope we can live up dress. to it. Everybody's
1: really excited about the invitations. Cause we sent out an amazing so invitation that my friend Renee, um, help me with and everybody's like oh my god this epic wedding invitation
0: i'm like i hope the party's fun though it will be you always like high bar high bar it is a high bar yeah i was just telling alex because he was saying are we going to have a party for bev's birthday since we know the actual day and i was saying how the best parties i had ever been to in my whole life were when you used to have birthday parties for sheriff
1: yeah well we had a 21st birthday which was a
0: real it was a real shindig it was so fun yeah and I was like I remember being at that party and being like this is better than most parties for people it's and everybody had their dogs in little costumes and it was so great and there were games for the dogs I was like this is incredible (laughs) yeah I love coming to your parties they're the best parties
1: yeah I haven't I'm kind of out of out of uh practice though and it's major it's yeah it's like the biggest yeah it's your party. wedding yeah so we um we have a lot of plans and i hope they're all going to come off i mean i know also that to be realistic that some things aren't gonna aren't gonna pan out but
0: yeah
1: it's yeah and then what to do with all of this stuff afterwards
0: well i think you start a circus
1: well, I keep thinking, I'm like, we tried to find, so they're called midway games, which are the games that you play, I guess, in the midway at like a carnival or at the circus. And they make them and you can rent them, but they just look ugly and like trash. Mm. Um, and then they're really expensive. So Dave really wanted one of those. Um, it's called, so it's the hammer game where yeah. you hit the hammer and then it, the thing lights uh, or hits a bell. What is it called? It's called... The strong
0: man thing? No.
1: It has a really weird name. Anyway, he really wanted one of those. So we looked into renting one and it was like $200 for the day. Mm -hmm. And it has to be, uh, you know, uh, attached to your vehicle and towed somewhere. High Striker game. It's called a High Striker. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Did not know that? Mm -mm. Yeah, it's called a High Striker. So now um, he's building one. But then I'm like, this is going to be the fucking cutest high striker ever because i've seen them they're ugly yeah they used to be cool not anymore and so i'm like how come we're gonna like make this whole thing and why wouldn't we then rent it out after our party yeah you know you want a really cool high striker that's what you should do you should be a party
0: planner why aren't you a party planner
1: oh i don't want to plan parties but you're so good at it yeah i do not i definitely do not want to be a party planner because if you're planning the party, you have all the stress and none of the fun. That's unless true. it's your party. That's true. But what I could And also be, because it would
0: be like any freelance thing like that where you're like, oh, it'll be so fun. And then people are like, here's my idea. And we're doing exactly my idea. And you're like, those are bad ideas. Yeah. That's not a fun party. And you're going to you hate You don't
1: that. get to use, like we've been able to use our creativity because we're designing things that we want. Yeah. And that's in our style. But if you're like answering to somebody else's and other people don't have great parties. So they're then you're all of a sudden a wedding planner and, yeah. you know, somebody's like all having high anxiety about, you know, the slightly light blue hydrangeas or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, thank you. No, you're right. People have bad taste and they aren't fun. So I, um, I do think though, like working with Dave, we are incredible creative collaborators. In that, I can have a completely bonkers, crazy idea, and then he can fabricate it.
0: <laughs> you know what's so funny? <laughs> that thing I sent you last night about how Pisces loves, which I was like, "This is so you." It's so funny. But afterward, I was telling Alex how the very first time I met Dave, I was so excited and so thrilled because I could tell you guys were going to get married, and I could tell you were perfect for each other. And and it was that was part of it. Is I was like, "This guy." just thinks everything that Jocelyn thinks is about... Like, he just thinks you're the most amazing, brilliant person. And I was like, this guy's going to build everything that you're like, here, make me a high striker. And it needs to be pink and red. And it has to have this. And he'll be like, on it. Yeah. What a brilliant idea.
1: Well, that is somewhat true. But also, it sometimes he takes a little convincing. Because I'll be like, here's my idea. (laughs) And so, like, the whole giant wedding cake I was like well we have to have a ring toss um and of course the rings are wedding rings mm-hmm. so what if we did a, you know a ring toss that was like a cake and he was like mm, no but then what happens is he starts he takes that as a jumping off point and all of a sudden we have a five foot by six foot wide wooden wedding cake <laughs> on a cake stand. Um, he starts noodling. And, and then he's like, what would be really cool is if it rotated. And so then he gets...
0: <laughs> so he takes your insane idea and escalates <laughs> right. it. Right. I love it. Right. And yeah. but,
1: but initially he's like, And so initially he was going to make like a board with some dowels on it. And he's like, oh, good. I have dowels. I can use these dowels. And I'm like, but really, though? Yeah. Wouldn't it be more fun? And um, so he does. He does take a little convincing. But then once he's in it, he goes. He way over engineers and makes something like completely spectacular.
0: I can't wait to see it.
1: Yeah. I can't wait they to They had to see take it, it out it. to my parents' house
0: um, because it, it takes two people to lift. Of course. So. Yeah. <laughs> when you were describing, when you were at the beginning of this conversation, you were like, he's made this wooden wedding cake. I was kind of like, I didn't, I didn't question further. I just was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh but now that I know the details of it, I, yeah, I, you guys and are. And even
1: beyond, <laughs> you will be like, what on earth? I love and it's it. a clown theme. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's got a lot of really fun clown, um, clown, uh, details on it. And <laughs> we got to get the high striker done. we got to get the tight rope done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the flaming hoop, my mom and I are going to work on this week. And I had to get, I had to order special flickering lights because, of course, you want to make sure that it looks like it's um, actually burning.
0: Yeah, you don't want a hoop that just is lit up. I
1: was gonna get like a lit up hoop, and then I was like, well, but they do make flickering lights. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's yeah, a lot of wedding stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the the uh, unicycle is right here. <laughs> Bodie's been practicing. <laughs> yeah, Alex tried the it unicycle, out. which apparently is impossible, which. I guess makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, we got it for Bodie like a couple of weeks ago. Which, by the way, pro tip: if you need a unicycle, just check Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. We had several to choose from. People get in them, a minor then, yeah. market.
0: We had several to choose. People from. Uh, get them and then they're like, "Oh, this thing doesn't work. <laughs> this thing is broken." <laughs> Actually, I had a friend who was a juggler and um, a magician and. He said that the trick too, he's like, it, it's not fun, but the trick to learning how to ride a unicycle is you have to get a running start. You literally have to like when you're first learning because people will, you know, sit on it and then try to pedal and your your balance is like, you can't actually get it going. But he would take it and like do like a little run and then jump on it and then start pedaling and, and apparently that's an easier momentum. way to learn. It does seem to really need momentum. It
1: needs a lot of really good balance, mm-hmm. which, um you know, like a lot of core strength. Yeah. Which I think Bodhi is not as, uh, doesn't have that really dialed in. Um, We've been watching a lot of tutorials on YouTube. And there's this Australian guy who can teach you to ride a unicycle. And so Bodhi's been doing everything like the way this guy tells you. And he recommends being up against a wall, Mm. like a brick wall, like at the school. And you you just kind of start inching along like that. But um, yeah, we're still not at, can get any further than like,
0: one or two rotations. I bet Alex can do it. If you need somebody on I mean, the unicycle, I bet Alex, he's he's a very, he's saying no, but, yeah, why don't you come and just unicycle behind us? Yeah, right unicycle here. behind us. Let let the people see your prowess. Oh, you don't <laughs> want to do it publicly, your first. What I don't want you time? to
1: do is hit your head on a on a stair. Yeah, there. don't hit
0: your head. Don't hit your heads for sure. I love that this podcast has four dogs, a fucking unicycle, a squirrel. Like it's already a circus. A jet, a jet, a jet. jets, multiple <laughs> jets. Somebody mowing, weed, weed whacking, and mowing. Uh huh. Just a very chill. it's a family podcast a family (laughs) podcast for kids of all ages (laughs) pure chaos
1: yeah so we got the um the unicycle off of craigslist and then we took it to the bike repair shop because it needed like a new um tube or whatever and they said Well, they did put the new tube in it, but they were like, does it need anything else? Does it need to be, like, tuned up? And they're like, we don't generally work on unicycles. they're like,
0: we do not. (laughs) And
1: I was like, oh, okay. Get your unicycle out
0: of here. (laughs) Insulted. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Like, this is clown college lady. (laughs) (laughs) I, it's, it, immediately looking at it, I'm like, this is the kind of thing... I'm like, I could do that. And then, yeah, oh, of course no, I can't. Can. No, of you course can. I can't. But I, my confidence is immediately like, I could probably do that. I could definitely And honestly,
1: that. I don't know that I've ever seen a woman on a unicycle. I've definitely seen men on them. And when I used to work over by the foothills, there was a guy who had one of those off-road unicycles and mm-hmm. he would actually ride up the trails on the foothills. Oh, wow. On a unicycle. Wow. Yeah. That's- but he, now that I think of it, may have been... Elven or uh, it, was, you know, <laughs> it was yeah. It you know what, I think it not was an elf have been actually. Real. Yeah. <laughs> may have been like a hallucination yeah, from yeah. my boredom. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think of it.
0: <laughs> that is pretty impressive so, though. Did I actually see that? Alex is I feel like he doesn't want us watching him. He's taking it out of sight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something you gotta do privately <laughs> unicycle. <Your> private unicycle. <laughs> you don't want people watching you I get it It's just something you do by yourself
1: well he's trying it on the lawn which is an interesting tactic because I was like oh nobody needs like a really super smooth like yeah. you know like the roller skate exactly. skating rink or something but- this is my
0: okay this is my f- otter oh. trying to hump Beverly even though she's like 75 feet tall is the funniest and thing that to me he's, he's fixed Yeah, he doesn't know that though He'll try to hump her, and she just kind of politely looks at him like, "Okay,
1: those would be the cutest puppies. Though. <laughs> I know, they would be <laughs> really cute, actually." And it does happen. A little mm-hmm. dog can impregnate a big dog. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: So, or vice versa.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's a bad system. Um. So, anything else? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been so long, and I'm sure that there are a million things have happened. I had a. A list of stuff Um, oh I was gonna say uh, I got distracted by the mower but it's funny so yesterday when I was at coffee with this guy I had dated and we were talking um, I had this realization that ties into the when I was joking about euthanizing is like my my bar for men has gotten so much higher during covid i realized as i was talking to him because he and i were talking about some other guys who he was like oh how's so and so and i was like i don't talk to that guy anymore fuck that guy and he was like oh and then like that happened like and when i would tell him why he would get that kind of man quiet where you're like you know that you do the stuff i'm saying Mm -hmm. but you want to seem progressive enough that you're not going to be like well that's fine he does that so you're just sort of silently like so i i realized this last two years i've been doing this thing i've been calling the culling uh where because like my my bar for men has gone up so high so many men don't meet that anymore and the other day when i had tweeted uh that thing about you know that meme and it was like me telling you about your favorite male comedian that your favorite male comedian is a sex pest and a hack um of course anytime you do it make a joke like that guys are like linking and like naming men in the comments they're like you don't mean this guy you don't mean this guy do you which even if I like a man I have enough experience to never vouch for a man again I would never vouch for a single like Alex I'll vouch for Alex and uh, my sons and that's it but like because repeatedly what I've seen is um in threads like that where women are like oh yeah male comics are douchebags and then and then somebody underneath will be like not this person or or somebody will be like here's a list of good comics you can good male comics you can follow and then in there it's like not him not him and people will vouch for guys not realizing or like i in the way in the past have vouched for somebody and then had a message from a woman who's like that guy sexually assaulted me. And so like, I've learned over the years or like running festivals, how like I would book somebody and then I would get a message from him. I was like, Hey, Oh my God, this is so, I hate to do this, but that guy sexually assaulted four people in my town. And then I have to like unbook that person. And like, I don't vouch for men anymore. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not a safe business to be in vouching for dudes. But, uh, it was just funny how, like what a weird position to put someone who's like making fun of the fact that male comedians have like, a uh, bad history of sexually harassing people, like tagging all these dudes in there that like, I'm not going to vouch for even if I like them, but also like uh, some of the people they're naming, I'm like, yeah, that guy sucks. That guy sucks. And I'm not going to say so publicly because I don't feel like dealing with their fans or dealing with them even, but like some of them I'll say so publicly, but not all. But I was just kind of like, it, it this last like month, I really realized that like uh so much of what I... When I was talking to this guy yesterday, we were talking about this this man that we both know who got fired from his job for using it to like uh sexually prey on younger women and to like emotionally prey on younger women. And I was saying how like this this guy called me out of the blue kind of seeking sympathy and I was just like I'm glad I who like who do you think you're talking to? I'm glad you got fired. And I told I told that guy who got fired, I was like, "You know, if this is somebody I'd been had previously been friends with before all this stuff came out I was like you have such an opportunity here to admit that you fucked up make amends and become a better person and he was like oh I called trying to get sympathy and blah 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 but instead you're just like really re-. and I was like this I he was like I called for gentleness and I was like this is gentleness like me being frank with you is gentleness this is compassion me being like you you know you're not going to be you're not going to grow in any way if you refuse to accept that your actions have hurt other people. Um, and he was just kind of, I think, disgusted with me. And But I was telling this person yesterday about that interaction and he was like, "I could." T- he was just kind of like, well, that's a really gray area, what he did and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, it's not. It's not a gray area. It's not, there's nothing gray about it at all. Like if you use your position of power to fuck with Uh, the people you should be mentoring it that's shitty behavior and I just I just realized like oh man I I just my bar has gone so through the roof and I and I think for a while I felt sort of apologetic about that and sort of bad for these guys where I would be like oh I feel bad that I'm cutting these guys out or I'm like not being friends with them or I'm like you know like not working with them professionally or or whatever because I don't I don't think that they're like good men and and yesterday I was like no this is what they need honestly how well, are they how the are thing these is,
1: is like what the, the argument that I had with my dad about it when um, Harvey Weinstein you know got in trouble um and he was like oh you know it's just a, it's just really a loss to the artistic community because he was able to produce all of this ama- all of these amazing movies and I was just like do you really think there's not somebody who could step in and do whatever he did and do it better and do it more interesting or give somebody else an opportunity I was like there's no void yeah there. like it's it, it there's always room for more people and if we lose somebody like Woody Allen somebody else there yeah there's somebody else who has a really interesting outlook and who's a great writer and like whatever there's we don't miss anything by chucking those guys
0: and the loss of the artistic community is usually actually uh the the women and other vulnerable people who are like i don't want to be in this industry anymore
1: this fucking think of the loss of the industry of all the people who left because of what he did versus the people of uh, you know who he supported like yeah. no that that was an actual void that was like you know 45 60 80 women yeah <laughs> or whatever yeah and we won't lose anything if we lose that guy
0: and like as i've gotten older you know when i was a younger woman you know uh comedians that i went on the road with who perpetually tried to have sex with me or who like Tried to pressure me to have sex, or tried to coerce me, or just constantly made sexual comments to me. Like we're talking older male headliners that I was on the road with, who like constantly were making remarks or doing stuff to make me feel like very sexualized. Um, when you're kind of in the thick of that as a young woman, you're kind of just like, I guess this is the industry, and you just sort of like navigate it, and you don't really think about it a whole lot. But now I'm older, and I am instead of men being mentored, I am mentoring. And uh, it's so easy not to fuck the people you're mentoring. You know, it's just such a simple thing to be like, yeah, obviously, I would never in any way sexualize somebody who is coming to me for professional advice and trying to like understand the industry and and the art and. And like, it's such a gift. I wish I had been mentored by people who just mentored me instead of also having to navigate their horniness. And whenever I'm mentoring, like um, when we were in California, there was a young woman who uh, has opened for me for a few times and she's like a huge fan of mine and she's really amazing and so funny and talented. And she was talking about how like, every time she tries to work with a male comedian, they try to fuck her and how like demoralizing it is and how frustrating. And she was saying, talking about it as if it was her fault as if it was something she was doing and i was like no that's those guys ah i was like those are like nobody should be treating like that you should just be able to be excited about comedy and people like help you along with that and like nobody fucks with you because you're a little baby bunny and you're just so excited about comedy and and i was like those guys are wrong like you should just be able to like
1: but but not only just like the you know, the sex part of it, or the sexualizing, or the sexual harassment. But I think there is a problem with um, mentors who uh, don't, who are are just perpetuating bad practices, Mm -hmm. bad practices in general. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so it's like, it's it's not even so much, or it is often the sexualizing thing, but just also maybe uh, making workplaces really unpleasant to work in. You yeah, know, I've heard so often about writers' rooms or restaurants, and you know, it, there's like a culture of violence and a culture of um, domination, domination, and yeah. uh, just really aggravated behavior.
0: Yeah. And um, like it's perfectly normal to be on set or in a writer's room and have somebody scream that you're at you. worthless and that you're garbage and you should die. And like, but because that man is so talented, it's okay that he loses his shit on people. And it's like, no, you can actually just always treat people with respect and treat them like grown-ups and uh yeah you're absolutely right you know this
1: idea of like somehow you're in management and therefore you're mentoring whether intentionally or not but you're just you're setting the scene for whatever workplace you're in and very oftentimes those people have bad skills Mm -hmm. and they are then just perpetuating forever you know bad environments did
0: you watch the bear
1: I didn't but I'm really familiar with you know
0: yeah the kitchen I mean and I thought they did such a good job showing like how toxic like having worked in kitchens and stuff a lot uh, how incredibly toxic um, that environment could be and like alternatively how it could be collaborative Mm -hmm. how it could be supportive and I feel like so often when women are running a space obviously not always but like when women are in charge of a space or some or like running things like that's the feel Mm -hmm. is it's collaborative it's safe it's uh you know somewhere where you can expect to be treated with respect and dignity and it's not that hard yeah it's not that hard to do so yeah i don't know i yeah
1: but you maybe can't retain your chokehold on power you know forever because you're the you know number one person who can only do everything that that you know it's just like it's just sick and I, I really feel like we see that in most industries. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? I mean, comedy is not anything special. I think,
1: for I it, think it's just more visible. It's in something like comedy.
0: One, one thing I feel, I feel so sad for men. In so, you know, watching, watching a lot of relationships between men, I'm like, I wish that you guys could figure out that like, domination isn't like the end all be all. Like, um. Yeah. Being the biggest bully like that (laughs) isn't the best that at the end of the day, like everything doesn't have to come down to like winning something, you know, Mm -hmm. competing for some higher tier that like you can that actually like partnership is really great in in every form, whether it's romantic or friendship or whatever. It's like partnership is actually and sometimes you'll be like working with men or in a group of men. And I'm like, I feel so I feel bummed (laughs) for you that you still don't quite get that like
1: yeah we just had this this conversation with with Bodhi about um the fact that it's not
0: oh look at this romantic uh, man this is a husband uh, now this is a husband flowers and eggs this is a man who loves you look at this look at the size of this baby
1: this is so we are growing um all the flowers for our wedding
0: oh and
1: we wanted to do dahlias because they uh they bloom through the end of fall and since the wedding's in september and so we put my mom and dave's mom in charge of growing dahlias and this is what dave's mom did (laughs) she's like oh you want dahlias yeah so you want dahlias so my dahlias are here they're cute oh little dahlia little dahlia And uh, yeah, and then she's like... This is a Dahlia. (laughs) So what you were saying about dominating
0: and being the best (laughs) is actually wrong. Great job. Yeah. You know what? Forget everything I said. Be biggest. Be best. Uh, Go harder than everybody else. I was completely mistaken. Um, This is... This is wild. Yeah, it's the size of your head. She has a body buried under those <laughs> dahlias. That's how you get those. Well, she is a botanist. Oh. So she... Cheating. Uh, has, yeah. Does have a green thumb. and That is really, really amazing. And honestly, for a circus theme, yeah. what you want is freakishly big dahlias. Yeah. <laughs> well, and look at some of the cute ones I picked. So like this These, Those are mine. beautiful.
1: And they look like they're so little like little clowny looking ones. Yeah. Like this. They're
0: really cute.
1: So I picked kind of the cute ones that look like they're hand painted. Um, but they're yeah, beautiful. she, she went for size, yeah. which is really what I wanted. Yeah. It was, was ridiculously she, giant dolly. She nailed it. So I'm look hoping at that. that. They'll, we'll have some for the wedding. If not, like I told my
0: mom, we'll go to Fred Meyer. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, well that's amazing.
0: Uh, <laughs> Dave. Yeah. I love that man. What a good husband
1: yeah and then he brought like what three dozen eggs yeah hopefully eggs
0: and dahlias it's mm-hmm. all a girl ever wants it's mm-hmm. not that hard to keep your it's wife true. happy it's not no really I, Alex no just kidding he, <laughs> he brings me plenty of shit he's he when I it was funny when I came home last night uh, I gave him like the most incredible blowjob a person can ever receive right babe he's embarrassed but he knows it's he's it was but it was literally every time I see one of my exes I'm like Want well, blow blowjob? You're great. I love you so much. You're such a good man. Uh, you fixed our dishwasher. You went and picked up the kids. Like, I never have to remind you to do anything. I don't have to be like, hey, would you please do some housework? It's just, I just a great partner. I would love to take partner. credit
1: for picking Dave because really it's the same way. I'm just like, oh, thank God. Thank God that he's like got a head on his shoulder. He's really smart. He's super helpful. And... Honestly, I think it's a fluke. Oh, but guess what? Today is the anniversary of when I was working the Basque Wine Fest and a guy came up to me and said, hi, Jocelyn. It's Dave, Dave from high school. (laughs) Oh, Dave from high school, (laughs) Yeah. And the reason I know that is because I was working and I took a picture over the crowd because the crowd was like this insanely large crowd. And I posted it on Facebook. And just saying, like, oh, we're at the Basque Fest. And then, um, you know, years later, I noticed when that picture came back up in my memories that Dave is in that picture. Oh, cute. He's standing to the side and he's drinking a glass of wine. And it's like the instant. It's like the minute before he introduced himself. I took a picture of him. So it's like we always know that that's yeah, our day from high school day.
0: <laughs> I I would have brought a giant dahlia. I didn't <laughs> realize what, I did, forgot we were celebrating. <laughs> yeah, that's a very romantic. Our first um uh our first little anniversary is in March, and it's when um at a music festival we had been flirting for a couple weeks leading up to that and at a music festival uh we started dancing and Alex had had, had taken a little bit of allegedly LSD <laughs> and started uh this very shy sweet man started grinding on me and i'm an exhibitionist i'm not a shy person started dry humping me so hard in the middle of this dance floor oh you're saying no but you know i'm right that i was like hey 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 hey. not because i wasn't into it because i was like we're in a public place right now um and i was like this guy is a very passionate individual uh and I, and that was our, our like first little interaction was uh who was the who was the artist oh princess nokia yeah nice yeah it was great Little dry humping at Princess Nokia started us off. Oh, babe! Yeah. So that's what we celebrate. <laughs> it's Dry Hump Day in March. <laughs> yeah,
1: we celebrate uh, meeting on wine.
0: I like it. I like it. What a beautiful, what a beautiful yeah, day. I don't
1: know. Once we actually have our wedding, I'm like, now what is our anniversary supposed to be? Yeah. Because we already had a wedding, and then we used to celebrate the anniversary of our first date. But there's too many. I think we're just gonna have to pick a day.
0: We stuck with halloween just because we can both remember it because that's the day we got married um otherwise occasionally i'll sort of like realize like oh i think is this when we went on our first date we don't have very good memories for dates so, oh i don't yeah. either
1: and like i said the only reason i remember it is because it comes up in on my your facebook, facebook memories yeah
0: so um yeah. well i'm gonna check let's see if i have anything else i'm gonna promote real fast uh i am going to be Uh, It's nearly official, but I think we're pretty much solid. I'm going to be recording my next album in November at the Infinity Room in Oregon, Um, and uh, it's a really cool spot, and uh, I did a show there a month, I don't know, whenever we were in Oregon, a month ago, three weeks ago, and had such a good time and it was such a beautiful room and the crowd was super, super fun. So if you're around Portland or around Salem, Oregon, um, you should come for my album taping. It's gonna be really, really fun and exciting and um, limited seating because it's not like the hugest room. So, But we decided to do it in there because it just was great. It was like really great. Oh, there's Turd. I see he messaged you. Um, so yeah, I'm promoting that right um.
1: now. That sounds really fun. I wish I could go.
0: You know what we we talked about? Because, I mean, I have a lot of lovely fans in Oregon and, and Portland and Salem who uh, will come for that. But I was like, it would be super fun to rent a party bus and just, like, bring Thank a everybody. bunch of my friends over and just uh, book some comedians for the party bus on the way over. Because it's not really that far of a drive. Uh, and just do, like, a big comedy party bus on the way there and... and just like have a very good time
1: uh yeah it would be good to seed the audience with some of your biggest fans my best
0: my best guys yeah. yeah my best fans that that would be super fun um but instead i think what i'll do is uh i uh when i was there you know i have this new cop joke that uh is i love doing and it's very funny and in the crowd uh there was this guy who was like really big and had a bald shaped head and when I went to that material he like leaned back and kind of crossed his arms and I thought oh this guy's a cop he's not going to he's not going to care for this but then when I told the punchline he started laughing super hard and he like had to put his head between his knees for a second and uh and then when I got to the the bit about firefighters I was like oh are you a firefighter and he was like yeah and I was like oh you then you're gonna love the rest of this joke <laughs> you're gonna love this and he did and uh afterward I was like oh I should just do uh, a show that is like free for nurses and firefighters and teachers and just be like <laughs> anybody who's not a cop can come for free <laughs> just because i thought that'd be funny but also because afterward he was like i'm gonna bring all my firefighter buddies next time you're here and i was like oh please do <laughs> those are my favorite so uh yeah he that was a really good time and that room was so fun it was it it used to be one of the rougher clubs in the country but now it, it's so great and um yeah i can't wait to do my album there i'm very excited it'll be very very fun so cool yeah congratulations that thank sounds you awesome. thank you yeah
1: well, the only other thing I had on my list was that I got invited, Dave and I got invited to a dinner party from somebody who we don't know very well. Um, and this was a couple of weeks ago. And so she sent me a text and she said, you know, I'd love for you guys to come to dinner. Um, and I said, that sounds great. What can we bring? Mm-hmm. And um, then she said, oh, why don't you bring a bottle of wine? Which makes a lot of sense for me because she, you know, yeah. I have a, f- a wine family. And so then the day of the dinner party she sent me a text and she said um never mind about the wine I have a friend coming and she's pregnant um so don't bring the wine
0: okay what am I missing yeah I was like, you can't drink wine. So I
1: was like, So the rest of the people at the party are not pregnant. Uh, it's one bottle of wine. It was like 10 people. Yeah. And her uh, she's like, oh, she said, I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but don't bring wine. I have a friend who's pregnant (laughs) who's attending. Weird. And I just thought, like, I am I really missing something like in social like my social graces, my, you know, what, what? I have
0: never heard that whatsoever. In fact, in a lot of places, pregnant women still have a little wine, like in France and, you know, and Sam in Idaho. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel like it's a very weird thing to be like, no one at this party can drink because one person is pregnant and isn't drinking. So then- So if, if somebody was like in AA, like if I went to the party and was like, oh, I don't drink, she'd be like, don't bring wine. Don't bring wine, <laughs> you know, like- yeah, I thought it was
1: extremely weird. I think it's just, and then what was it. even weirder was being at the party and they just kept pouring people more water, just like tap water. And I was like, okay, well, so if you don't want wine, then maybe do a fun beverage. Yeah, you know, do a do a sparkle with mint and watermelon. Yeah, or like
0: virgin mojitos or something. But don't yeah. just pour everybody lukewarm water
1: because <laughs> <laughs> this That's one lady, one lady pregnant. is
0: not. That is super yeah. super weird.
1: Well, I th- I thought about asking her, but I was just like, this is almost too weird for me to yeah. to. I don't well, even want to deep dive it's into white. it. And whether it was like, was it something that she actually thought was like, what she was that that was, that was socially the thing to acceptable or appropriate, or was it like the pregnant gal who was like,
0: I'll come, but there can't be any wine there. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of that. (laughs) It's a, it's not you. That's a weird situation for sure. It's kind of like we were talking about how that, that gathering, um, that said no kids and then people were freaking out that you couldn't bring kids to this two hour thing. Uh, and you, you were like, why? I mean, I never was like, wait, I can't bring my kids. I was, always like, Oh, thank God. No problem. Or just
1: even understanding that there's things for kids, yeah, and there's not things for kids, and that was Absolutely. so. Yeah, it's the it's the reception and the break is often the extremely nice
0: if you have kids. Yeah. I love to go to something without kids for a while, so that like because my experience with uh, a lot of gatherings where kids are allowed is if you have little kids, the mom is up chasing that yeah. kid around the mm-hmm. whole time and never gets to visit with anybody. That was always my experience with having kids is like, I never got to at a party, talk to anybody. Cause I was trying to keep my kids from, you know, bra- breaking something or falling off of something. And so I always appreciated if somebody was like, yeah, we're not doing kids there. Cause it was like, cool. Then Adult I can time. actually talk to people. Yeah, and-, and,
1: and this is the night before our wedding. It's for a, two-hour event the entire next day is a hundred percent about kids yeah there's gonna be a literal circus kids (laughs) we've got things for kids we got food for kids yeah you know like the fact that i got pushback from that i was like really why are parents so obsessed with their kids why do you want your kid there it's and also i don't want i know exactly what's going to happen which is what you say
0: all the parents are going to be running around with their kids and it's a toast and roast so like it's speeches you know because like you said you didn't want speeches at the wedding so it's the night before everybody can you know open mic their thoughts you know like what people love to do and uh it's exactly the kind of thing that if you have like kids running around is kind of distracting and and creates like a whole different feel and the kids are going to want to get up
1: yeah and be on the stage and talk into the microphone yeah and we're not going to be able to do the toast and roast it's, it's going to be adult. a kid karaoke is yeah. what it's going to be and it's just like an
0: adult fun little and cocktail then, party what thing if my
1: friends want to be blue what if they want to say some what if they want to cuss like yeah of course, it's supposed to be like a cocktail hour. Yeah. 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 But I couldn't. Yeah. I was just like, really? You're going to push back on this. I'm, and you're going to say, well, I'm not sure we can come because, you know, we really want it. We, we were expecting to bring our kids. Well, I mean, we went a lot of places when we were kids, but we also had a lot of babysitters. And what I want to say to parents is just get comfortable with having a babysitter come every couple of weeks. Yeah. For a couple of hours. Yeah. It's really, honestly, it's good for your kids it is to not have you there yeah constantly monitoring them yeah and <laughs> that's for like, you to
0: remember who you were yeah, before you had it's a, kids
1: that's a really good example for you to be an a, a, a like a whole entire person yeah. of your own without constantly being mediated or mediating your child yeah yeah it's a really good example for them to know that they aren't the you know planet that your son revolves around 24 7 yeah it's not like You don't love them and you're not taking care of them and you're not doing everything for them. But seriously, two hours, go, go have a drink and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Get a babysitter.
0: Yeah. I don't get it. I was always perfectly happy to (laughs) leave my kids and go hang out with adults for a couple hours. Also, as a child, perfectly happy for my parents to go somewhere. Actually Uh, thrilled. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's funny because like sometimes you'll see somebody, oh my gosh, I did a show in Oregon Um so there's often kids at my shows, like people bring kids sometimes. And if it's like, if it's your kid, I don't care. If you're comfortable, I'm comfortable, I don't care. Um, in fact, at, before that show, there had been kids at other shows that week or even, and I just was kind of like, oh, there's a kid in back, whatever. But at this show, they had seated a kid in the front row, this like 10 year old girl, cutest, sweetest, most innocent looking kid. And I heard the two comics ahead of me, kind of like the host and the feature, kind of struggling through stuff because they would like start into something and then be like, no, there's a kid here. Yeah. And everybody's kind of paint. Like everybody's kind of (laughs) riffing on it and like making fun of the fact that it was awkward. And I was like, I don't think I'm gonna feel awkward. I don't really give a shit. But once you're up there and you're about to go into a titty fucking joke and then you lock (laughs) eyes with a 10 year old girl (laughs) and you're like Well sometimes when (laughs) mommies and daddies love each other very much, (laughs) uh and I kept and I really didn't think it would bother me. But I kept every time I would do a joke, like making eye contact with her and then and then being like, fuck. (laughs) And I even like bailed on a joke partway through because I was just like, I can't I can't do it. And then partway through, she got up and left. And I was like, oh, fuck. I bounced like she and her mom got up and left on. and I was I was never mean, I was just kind of like, oh, like joking about it. And I was like, oh fuck, I bounced this kid. And it made the room weird. In fact, when she left, I was like, I guess she's a cop Like to <laughs> to get people to laugh again because everybody was kinda like, Oh fuck, we bounced that kid. But then afterward they were like, Oh no, she um there's a she's actually a comedian's kid and she comes to a lot of shows. But um there's a law in Oregon that minors have to be out of anywhere that serves alcohol by 9 p.m. So she had to go partway through your set. And I was like, OK, we'll put her in the fucking back next time. <laughs> like it was distracting enough having her there. But then when they had to get up and leave at nine o'clock and she looked sad, but because she had to leave. But we thought she was sad because I I had like said, like, oh, I can't do this joke in front of a 10 year old kid. Yeah, so it was really awkward. awkward. Come on. Can we just really please like, have...
1: Ah some zones. I mean, I know yeah. like I know I'm an asshole because I don't have an affinity for kids. And I mostly am just exhausted by being around kids and knowing kids. So, I know that my tolerance is real low. But still,
0: I feel like there needs to be it's okay. A line. It's okay. Sometimes to have adult comedy. Yeah. Uh and and like I get it you're like oh what she you know she watches YouTube she's probably heard that stuff worse than that blah 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 I totally get all that uh I'm I'm not somebody who's censored a lot of stuff with my kids uh but at the same time not the front row <laughs> not the front row in the back maybe so I don't have to see her sweet little glasses she had these big old glasses and like a a shirt with like a rainbow and a unicorn on it and I was like oh cool <laughs> wonderful let me tell you about Amaya, loving adult relationship uh that i'm gonna role model for you here yeah it was it was pretty rough so other than that good shows uh went to the coast for a couple days um yeah eureka next week that's everything for me great yeah
1: i'm into it yeah excited about it okay all right, that's it. That's it for us. We gave you what
0: you came here for. You came here to hear us be mad at men and um, get a wedding update and to see the new dog and the squirrel. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so love you, Listen bye. to leaf blowers. Yeah. Okay, love you, Bye. Bye. bye.